0: Welcome to COVID-19 Public Health Policy and Culture. I'm Dr. April Moreno, presenting information from various sources about the COVID-19 pandemic from public health policy and cultural perspectives. We will be sharing international accounts from policy, public health response, and even personal experiences firsthand about living in this era of COVID-19. Thank you for listening to this episode of COVID-19 PPC. In this episode, I'm talking about protective measures that I take to live well with this environment of COVID-19. And so what I'll be talking about is another step further than what the recommendations are, but you can take some of it and leave some of it, you know, make your own decisions on the level of proactive care that you wanna take in your life in terms of protecting yourself and your family, especially if you are immunocompromised, like some of us are. And so I look forward to sharing that information with you. Today, for the first time, I'm actually talking in my closet. You know, um, a lot of podcasters say that the closet is the best place to do their recordings, just because there's no other background noise in here and it's a little quieter. Uh, Everyone's home, people are working in my house, And so it's a little noisy and so here we are in the closet and it's so far so good We'll see how this recording sounds at the end of all of this today. I just wanted to get on here I think that the episodes for COVID-19 PPC are going to be relatively irregular just because of the unprecedented and Unusual times we're in the world is basically turned upside down with the COVID-19 Epidemic, pandemic. So, I don't have a structured schedule for the podcast episodes. I would say it's weekly. It's maybe once a week, but it's actually probably more like twice a week on different days of the week. No specific schedule just because our world is upside down. I don't even know most of the time what day of the week it is anymore, unless I'm scheduled to speak to somebody about, to interview somebody for my podcasts. It's just an interesting time. So many of us are learning to really listen to ourselves and to live with ourselves, really, to to see what kind of character we have in tough times. There's a quote out there, and this is the time where you get to see who you really are. It is in these challenging times that we will see our true character emerge or true character develop, resilience getting to develop even further. So i'm grateful for that every so often i get these moments of like oh my gosh the whole world is truly upside down right now it is truly around the world it's a great opportunity for us to reassess everything we're doing with our lives focus back in on what is important also to develop our sense of resilience listen to ourselves getting some time for that inner hibernation in our lives cleaning the house getting to put our things together and also being appreciative of our resources even more seeing what we have that we can cook up from the kitchen that has been sitting there back in the you know in the past i used to spend a lot of time leaving a lot of really good food in the fridge and wanting to go out to eat instead and then seeing all my beautiful fruits and vegetables go bad because i wasn't cooking them now it's a time where i'm like oh my gosh these mushrooms are so beautiful i've got to cook them nothing goes to waste anymore like it used to in my fridge Yeah, it's just this time of reassessment globally. It's so interesting. So in this episode, this is something I'm doing in both of my podcasts. So if you listen to the Sisterhood of Limitless Living podcast, which is my autoimmune women's integrative wellness podcast, this episode will be identical. I'm going to be using it for both topics for both podcasts today. It is maybe one of the fewer times where I actually see convergence in the two different podcasts and how I can work together because we're working on a very universal, literally universal issue right now of COVID-19, disease prevention, disease control, health promotion. Public health is really front and center right now with all that's going on. And this is our time to help provide information that the world ideally could benefit from and use for their own proactive wellness. And so here we go. I hope you enjoy the episode. And again, this is my additional level of protection from COVID-19. And it is not quite the same as the recommendations out there of the WHO, CDC, or any other national recommendations, wherever you're located. This is uh, my examples of proactive approaches to wellness, especially when you are immunocompromised. Well, take care, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So you probably are aware by now that we use Anchor.fm here on this podcast for COVID-19 PPC. And I wanted to tell you about Anchor.fm because this is actually the second uh, podcast hosting software I've used. And um, I really like it. I love how easy it is to use. I love the fact that it's free. And they have so many tools here like music and all these different options that help you record and edit your podcast either from your phone or your PC, or your computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you, so that it can be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places, and then also, you can even make money from your podcast with minimum, with no minimum listenership, and it's all you need to make a podcast in one place, so if you're new to podcasting, and you're interested in um, getting started, I recommend Anchor.fm, so... What you can do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, That's my recommendation. And, um, you know, after almost a year of podcasting, I'm really glad I found Anchor just recently. It just makes things so much easier. And uh, yeah, come check out anchor.fm. Welcome to this special episode on taking the additional level, leveling up in terms of self-care during this time of COVID-19 and taking the protective and proactive measures to do well. This is actually more detailed than than your typical recommendations of the World Health Organization and the CDC. This is actually taking it a step further. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm among the immunocompromised population. So these recommendations are in more ways tailored to the medically vulnerable population, more of the immunocompromised population, for example, those who are living with chronic conditions, people who are just more sensitive to health conditions. I have two podcasts, as you may be aware at the moment. There are two. There's one that's COVID-19 PPC on the pandemic of COVID-19 from a public health policy and cultural perspective with stories around the world. And then my second podcast is the Sisterhood of Limitless Living podcast, which I've been doing for about a year and love it very much. And it is focused on helping women with integrative wellness strategies for living well with autoimmune disease, autoimmune conditions. So this episode is tailored for both of these, both podcasts, actually, because of this universal topic of COVID-19 and also to provide information to people who are people who are part of the vulnerable population, people who are part of the immunocompromised population out there. So I'm actually recording from my closet today for the first time. It's really interesting. I actually feel like i got to declutter it a little bit more, and this is a great time to be able to do that, right? We've got a little bit more time to do so. No more commuting in many cases. So yeah, here I am in the closet. People in the family are having meetings out in the other room, living room, and so this is the quietest place to be. So what I'm gonna do today is talk to you about the different ways of taking these precautions even further. So the first thing I wanna talk about is the very common phrase, social distancing. We hear this so much now. And what does it mean? It means basically, according to the World Health Organization, keeping a three foot distance away from people. And then in other regulations, for example, with the CDC and more local level, county level in the United States regulations, policies, It's about maintaining a six foot difference, at least a six foot distance away from other people. And in the case, and in the case of autoimmune living and uh, being in the immunocompromised population, we want to actually maintain actual social isolation. So social distancing is no longer the big concern. It's actually more about social isolation. It's a little bit more proactive and it's about being more aware and more concerned about really staying away from people completely as much as possible. Yeah, um, I don't live alone, but if you are immunocompromised and you do live alone, there are some strategies that you can continue to employ if you still have to get out there and get the food, things like that. There are some strategies that you can employ to avoid having to go out and interact with people in public as much as possible. So I'll talk about that right now. So. Thanks to the power of the internet, we're able to do so much stuff online now as well. So the first thing I want to say is in the best case scenario, you want to do the um, online shipping for a lot of your supplies. So things that don't require refrigeration in many cases, you can go online to your local businesses, drugstores, and they'll provide you with the normal shipping of your products, free shipping in many cases. So that's still out there and it's a blessing so that's a great opportunity for those of you who are ordering foods such as things that are packaged things that don't require refrigeration you still have the opportunity to order those things online with free shipping in many cases these are things like our cleaning supplies home supplies toiletries even dry foods dry packaged foods canned foods There are some ways to avoid having to go out to the supermarket right now as well, especially if you're immunocompromised, like I mentioned, to be able to do that, you've gotta be extra careful maintaining that distance. So I guess one thing I wanna say is that if you do feel that you need to go out there and go to the supermarket still, many stores are offering that early one hour time in the morning to not only the elderly, but also people who have health conditions, people who are disabled. And i'm not exactly sure how they're proving that but if you have any sort of documentation any sort of card anything that can show i mean even if it's your walking assistance things like that could that could show that you are part of the disabled population that probably won't hurt so that you can get in there for the first hour of the day get in there early it's really the best time to go if you need to be at the supermarket because it takes several hours for the virus to die And so overnight, in many cases, those supplies, a lot of the packaging and a lot of the surfaces and a lot of air in the supermarket, the virus in the air has been able to die according to current studies. So overnight, at least three hours, they say, the airborne virus has had a chance to die out there. So getting the chance to be out in the supermarket as early as possible can be very helpful if that's a requirement for you so there are some online services that are also able to help you with a lot of your shopping and they are not cheap in many cases but some of them are actually not too expensive either so it just really depends the shipping fees and the delivery fees are quite expensive but it's really worth the price of peace of mind in many cases so let's talk about that as well so there's the shipped app out there if and it just really depends on your location If you live in a fairly metropolitan location, you'll probably be able to find somebody to deliver your food from a specific supermarket that you choose. That's the best way to get your fresh products, like your meats, your dairy, your vegetables. That's one option. And then another service is Instacart that I use a lot. That's been really helpful as well. Amazon is also a great place to be able to access fresh foods, Amazon Fresh, depending on your location. And then also whole foods now is owned by amazon as well so whole foods delivery and it really just depends on the availability it's kind of frustrating because you'll go through and you'll order all these great things that you see in from the supermarket and it's like you know <laughs> i never looked at a package of spaghetti with such value as i do now like it's so hard now to get gluten-free pasta and i try to stay as gluten-free as possible with my diet The the frustrating thing with like Amazon and Instacart and all these delivery food services is that you'll go through, you'll order all the things that you see, and it says in many cases that it's available, or sometimes it'll say that it's not available. But anyways, there are some things that you can have, you can find, and then you'll get to the end of your checkout, and then no available dates will be on there for you to get the delivery. So that's a little frustrating. So it just really depends. You've got to be persistent. You've got to keep looking and clicking refresh on the screen to get an available date and ideally you'll find one somewhere okay another service is Mercado m-e-r-c-a-t-o and i've used them recently as well they connect you to some of your local supermarkets in the area and that's been a great place to be able to find meats and eggs and things that have been so difficult to locate recently here in the united states at least here in southern california And so Mercado has been very helpful with that. But there are challenges as well. So what I want to say about Mercado is that you can find a lot of the things that are difficult to access. But at the end, the delivery dates may be two weeks far out in advance. So that's one thing. Or there may be no delivery dates at all. So I recently tried to order some meats for my mother. I tried to send her some food delivery to her house. And I didn't look at the website carefully. I assumed that that date and that time meant that it was the delivery time, but no, that was, and it was two weeks out, this time where she could actually go in and pick it up. It's just like, wow, it's gonna require two weeks for her to actually, and with this one hour window to actually just go in there and get this food. So that was kind of frustrating. So then I called them and I couldn't get through, waited half an hour. I was like the second one in line and it hung up. I was persistent, I finally got through. And they just said that, that was the only option for that particular location. It was just the pickup service. So you gotta be careful, you gotta look through it. And with the difficulties of staying at home, staying at home way of living, I think a lot of these delivery services are just overloaded. They can't even answer their phone in many cases. So it's just a challenging time, but being persistent can be helpful. And I've been able to so far get a few things, which is nice. The most reliable so far has been the ability to order packaged foods and products and shampoo and toiletries and things like that from your usual stores for free shipping, which has been good. A blessing. So that's one thing I wanted to talk about, the whole shopping thing. And then I want to talk a little bit more about the distancing part. Okay. So in many cases, a lot of people are still going out and going to the supermarket. And then also this conversation about parks and outdoor space is like so gray area right now. There's a lot of debate on what it means to not be outdoors. And as part of the immunocompromised population, I take the additional step of actually not being outdoors. I just try not to be outdoors. I do a lot of, I do exercise from home. I don't go outside. I haven't been in my street for about a month. I haven't been in my car. And in a lot of cases, a lot of people are still driving out for a walk somewhere, going wherever to a local recreation space, somewhere of some kind, taking walks with their dog in the street, things like that. I get it. If you live in an apartment, these are things that have to be done. My situation is that I have a little bit of a backyard space and my dog just gets a lot of time in the yard and i go out there for my vitamin d go out to the backyard and that's basically it my dog loves he loves to fetch so he gets a lot of his exercise just fetching and chasing squirrels in the backyard that's really all of our exercise i would also mention that a lot of the like if you have a gym membership a lot of gyms are offering access to online exercise on their apps right now so i have access to free yoga classes and all other kinds of classes, Zumba classes, things like that. And also from my favorite yoga studio, I have the one month free membership for all of their different types of yoga. So I don't need to go outside to the street to exercise. So that's an option for you as well. That's an option to, if you have any sort of outdoor space, backyard or anything like that, to just really take advantage of that, do little picnics, fetch with your dog, And then also just doing exercise from indoors from various internet or app exercise apps out there so i've been able to not go outdoors at all like in the public yeah i don't want to be exposed to anybody right now at all so for me it's been pretty worth it to just look for these delivery services a lot of them are free like i mentioned if you're okay with packaged goods there's a lot of stuff out there that is available like if you want to make tuna melts or if you wanted you know make ramen or noodles or um, any kind of rice and beans soup a lot of that stuff is available through free shipping from somewhere like target or something like that i've developed my bad addiction again to barbecue potato chips so that's been pretty easy to get through the delivery services and Target and things as well. That's what I've been doing here. Oh yeah, and then the food delivery. So I think I mentioned this in my last episode or the one before. A lot of restaurants are uh, being very, very clever these days. They're offering a lot of delivery services now in addition to food services. So I don't know if you have like a Tender Greens or anything like that where you're living in the United States. They've been delivering food boxes like uh, fresh produce instead of I think you can still order their food, but I like to order their fresh vegetables and that's been wonderful and it's not too expensive at all really, like $25 a box or something. So that's what I've been doing, just cooking my own food. I just take it an extra level of precaution just because it just makes me very uncomfortable to think about someone breathing over my food or talking over my food as they're preparing it in a restaurant and I don't know if they're all wearing gloves and masks in the kitchens. I just like to take it that extra step. So in summary, basically, it's about taking no risks, having social isolation, staying completely away from contact with other people. I have my family here, my my dog, my husband. But uh, other than that, staying completely away from other people. And then also doing exercise with the internet, with my phone apps, with my gym's free app membership right now and then also fetching in the backyard with my dog. And if you don't have a yard, I just recommend just going out there at just certain times of the day when there's minimal people out there, minimal, and really making sure to not even have to interact and have conversations with anybody. Yeah, I don't know if you have your hand sanitizer. It's been really tough to get. There are certain things that are just like gone right now, right, it's really difficult to get like Clorox wipes. It's really difficult to be able to get hand sanitizers, anything that's antibacterial spray, Things like that are like so, so difficult right now to find. Even toilet paper still seems to be a bit of a challenge uh, if you're not going into the store in person. So for me, it's just about whatever's available by delivery or by mail. So there are certain things that are difficult to get. But when I receive my packages in the mail, when I receive my items, I make sure to let things that are not that don't require refrigeration, kind of let them sit in the cardboard box for about 24 hours. Because... Studies have shown that the virus can die after 24 hours with cardboard boxes. And then with the fruits and vegetables, just getting them rinsed and letting them sit as well overnight. If they don't require refrigeration, I like to let my fruits and vegetables just sit overnight so that whatever's on there could die. And then any kind of packaging. I like to either use my remaining wipes that I have, antibacterial wipes and antiseptic wipes, using the remainder of those things to wipe off all the packaging of items that I have or if it's pretty well sealed I'll just wash it in soap and water which is an option as well and then even though I don't let anybody in my house nobody comes into this house I don't interact with anyone in the public everything's remote people drop stuff off at the doorstep I don't talk to anybody oh okay so if you do order alcohol they will ask I have I don't know if they've changed this but if you do order alcohol in many cases they're going to ask for your ID and I did this a few weeks ago and didn't like it. They ask for your ID, they scan it, they put it through their phone, and then they make you sign, put your signature on their phone app if you're ordering alcohol. And I hope they're not doing that anymore. I don't know what that process is like anymore, but just be aware that that might be going on still. But yeah, just being very mindful of surfaces that you've come into contact with out there, like the mail, I just let it sit on the floor for 24 hours in my house. I'll just let it sit on the floor by the door for 24 hours and then i'll pick it up after the next day and then i'll still sanitize the floor open the mail look at it and then wash my hands throw out the envelope guess the difference between what i do and what recommendations are out there are that again social isolation completely the other thing is not even going outside for a walk not even going out in public at all not even risking that interaction and then ordering everything by mail or by delivery service Exercising from home, walking my dog in the backyard. And I guess that's basically it. If you have any other questions or tips on proactive measures for the immunocompromised, feel free to contact me on anchor.fm slash COVID-19 PPC and send me a question or a comment. I'd love to hear from you, but yeah, those are the measures that I take to protect myself and my family from this pandemic. It's better to have more caution than less caution. So I like to take those extra protective measures. I think that's basically everything I can share for today. Yeah, I would love to hear any other suggestions or comments that you have and questions. And until next episode, take good care out there. you enjoyed this episode if you have any questions any burning questions about COVID-19 feel free to send me a message in anchor anchor.fm slash COVID-19 PPC is our website and until next time stay well and take good care out there